What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Just wrapped up a series against the Washington Nationals. Ended well, didn't start well, started poorly. You see, we're here at the Mets Auditorium, I think this is technically called. A uh, little Mets after dark, a little Mets at night. That means we can curse. So, uh, f- yeah, okay, we got it out. We're good. We're ready to roll now. Start talking about some baseball. Like we said, the series didn't start great. Ended on a good note, though, so that's good. We'll go through all the games as we always do. If you guys are enjoying what you're listening to, you like what you see here, make sure you follow us on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you're looking for the YouTube version, go to the New York Mets YouTube channel. Go subscribe over there. You can watch the video of this. And if you like what you're listening to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. We also have a very, very funny review to read at the end of the episode. I'm sure you know who you are if you left it a lot. He wrote down all the nicknames of, of John that we've given him throughout the podcast. There are quite a few, some that I even forgot about, so I can't wait to go through that at the end. But let's just go ahead and rip into it. Game one, not great. No, really bad. This kind of just felt like a team that just came back off a 10-day road trip. You know what? And they were a team that did just come back off a 10-game road trip. And they were talking about it on air a lot, too, that I think the Mets got in at like 6 a.m. the day that they had off. They did have an off day, but got in at 6 a.m. And that's like a very, very weird time. I'm sure Vito can also uh, relate a little bit, too, because Vito was coming in from Hawaii. You were coming from from L.A., so that time difference, does it... Does it hit you? It hit me a little bit personally. And all, like three hours isn't a crazy time difference, but even waking up on Thursday morning, I still felt like I, I don't feel like I would wake up at a normal time yet. Yeah, boys were out late too last night. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, big, big Knicks win. Big Knicks win. Oh, what a, what a week. What a week for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. That's the old, and the Knicks were the only New York team who had playoff games this week too. So we're good. Yeah. yeah we don't have to talk about the other ones by no, any means. Yeah. But yeah, so this game, it didn't start off well. Josiah Gray, New York kid, made him look like a superstar. I mean, he looked, he was a, a top prospect at one point in the Dodgers organization but had struggled and had been giving up nukes left and right. Did not do it in game one. Josiah Gray was a fun prospect coming up because he was a shortstop who converted himself to a pitcher. I think Heard either draft or lower minors. Yeah, so it felt like that. And then all of a sudden, he gained like three or four ticks on his fastball. And Dodge was like, oh my God, we have something here. And he originally was in the trade that said Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to Los mm-hmm. Angeles in 2021. But he has really kind of been not that great for the first couple of years of his career, especially his fastball has been very hittable. And in this game, we just kind of made him look like a superstar. He messed, messed with 20 times on Tuesday night. That's the second most whiffs Josiah Gray's ever gotten in a single game in his career. His slider looked completely unhittable. And his fastball was making us miss left and right. And usually that's a pitch that gets crushed. Yeah, no, I mean, the bats were not swinging it very well, especially the first two games of the series. We know they didn't really show up. But uh, Josiah Gray was definitely pitching well on our side of the mound. Jose Budo getting the spot start because of all the injuries and the suspensions and whatnot going on. So Jose Budo comes back up, makes the second start. Not as successful as the first one. No, and we've talked about this with Budo, like between last year and then his last start last week and a half or whatever. He's just, he has the makings of someone who could be a useful major league pitcher, but he doesn't really have an out pitch. So it gets very hard for him to get guys out. He kind of needs to have perfect command to really have an effective outing because he has a fastball is kind of just fine. It, it, it flows between like 93, 95 miles an hour and then change up. That's good. But then it's just that. And he had a cutter he was using last time. This time was classified as a slider. I'm baseball savant. Maybe there's got a little more movement and he threw a couple curveballs. Okay. Which is something new for him too. So definitely trying to use some off speed pitches and breaking balls doing that. But it just, again, wasn't really working. He wasn't like 
he wasn't he has to live in the shadows to yes. really get guys out. He wasn't able to live in the shadows this game. After he turned the lineup over once, he walked five of the next fifteen batters he faced until he left the game after the Nationals bad through one time around. Not very good. Nationals only chased eleven percent of Jose Budo pitches that were out of the strike zone too. And they have a thirty percent chase rate on the season, which is the seventh worst in all of baseball. Okay, yeah. So it was just very clear that the stuff that Budo was throwing wasn't really enticing them the way other pitchers might might yeah and watching the game at home like you said like all the stuff that you just kind of explained you could kind of see as well yeah. watching it at home or if you were at the stadium you just you couldn't get the outs when they were necessary worked long at bats ended mm-hmm. up getting on base and i mean all things considered though he did only give up two runs for sure a lot of it was nibbling because you wanted to hit an edge but the nationals weren't chasing it and they were taking walks but he only gave up five hearted balls and limited the damage of two runs the Mets are very much in this game yeah. while Jose Budo was in which was cool it's just like a very it's a really tight rope for Jose Budo to walk when he throws his fastball 60% of the time and no one is no one swinging and missing I think he got either one whiff or zero and nationals made contact with it 80% of the time the pitch was in the strike zone yeah I mean it just it just straight up wasn't a very good game for the Mets end up losing this one five nothing like we said the bats really didn't show up only five hits in the game against the nationals pitching again josiah gray did pitch really well but you talk about their bullpen mason thompson we saw in game three and we got to which was very very nice he had another outing giving them three out of the uh out of the pen getting the old-fashioned mm-hmm. save there with the three innings yeah but you know you want to see the the team swing the bat a little bit better there wasn't really a whole lot great to take out of this one and i don't really feel like talking much more about it no like got out of the hand and we don't really have to explain that <laughs> no you got you guys watched it you yeah. saw what happened we want to there. relive it especially because we have to talk about game two now yeah which this was the second day in a row we made the young kind of disappointing ish pitcher in the nationals look ridiculously good but we also knew that there was a world where Mackenzie gore could do this it just he felt like the guy that could do this kind of stuff and Mackenzie gore was coming off last week one of the best starts of his entire career yeah. and now we then we get him on wednesday and this was the second third time in his career he struck out 10 he the mets whiffed 19 times which was a career high for gore but this was the second straight start where he set a career high he had 17 whiffs last week so it okay. seems like Mackenzie Bohr could be turning a bit of a corner here he was throwing that curveball and it was just getting great movement and guys were swinging through it left and right but he also had 12 whiffs on his fastball in this game oh, wow Mackenzie Gore's fastball similar to Josiah Gray has not been as I want to say as advertised because it's I don't know, it still looks good, but it hasn't been a pitch that's been a useful pitch for him in the major leagues. But 12 whiffs on it, that was a career best, along with his whiffs in total, like I said before. We only had three hard-hit balls off him. We really couldn't do anything against Mackenzie Gore. No, definitely the offense seemed off again, a little bit funky, a little bit just just something wasn't right, and it showed in the outcome as well. We only scored one run in the two games yeah. against the Nationals, which maybe we didn't give the Nationals enough credit. Is that it? I don't know. Maybe a little bit just for these pitchers having a bit more of a top end than we gave them credit for yeah. and the fact that they did give them length so they were able to use their best relievers that aren't really bad relievers we we kind of chastised the back of the Mar- nationals bullpen we kind of assumed yeah. we get to them at some point in the series and that didn't happen so shame on us yeah what was the guy's name uh thaddeus ward yeah thaddeus ward and i saw hobie, him warming Ho- up and hobie miller and we were sitting in the booth and i was like who's ward you're like i told you thaddeus ward i'm like i completely <laughs> forgot that guy existed he was out of my brain yeah, and the other thing to talk about from Wednesday's game is Kodai Sanga. Kind of a lot of things we talked about during his last two starts. Those concerns kind of rearing their ugly head once again. The leadoff man reached base in four of the five innings that Sanga pitched, and three of those were leadoff walks, which you just hate to throw a leadoff walk as a pitcher. And yeah. to do it, to do it in those three of the first four innings start the game was just, it was a lot for him to work through. And you could really see that the adversity was adding up and adding up. I remember like in the past, they always talked about like, uh, it was like a new term, I feel like in the early 2010s of like stress pitches. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like when guys are on base, how those pitches, even though like it is in theory, like still just one pitch, Mm -hmm. they do end up mattering more like to a pitcher and how they feel during the game or whatnot because of the the stress that is added. And he was in a lot of stressful situations early in this game. Yeah. And this was uh, his third straight start where he walked four batters. He's walked multiple batters in every start he's made this year, which is a bit concerning. But the other part of that, which was weird to me, while this was tied for the most walks he's had in the game so far, this was the highest swing percentage against Sanga in a start all year. Huh. But the Nationals were also very, very aware of when to take. So they were taking the ones that they should have been taking and swinging when they should have been swinging, kind of like what I explained last episode about how there's a bit of a, a bit of a dance with Kodai Sanga, a bit of a cadence that the league seems to really start them getting the hang of against him. Yeah, I mean... We talked about this when we we brought up Senga early in the in the season. We're like, hey, there's going to be ebbs and flows with him. We say yes. it every episode that we talk about him because we want to make sure that you guys at home or wherever you're listening to this as Mets fans, you understand that Kodai Senga is going to be very good, but it's just it's going to be an adjustment period, and you're seeing it happen. I'm I'm happy it's happening in April. Like that's that's a good sign at least. Yeah, and this was worse early than he wound up settling in. Again, had this very much in position to win this game, similar to Jose Budo, who yeah. didn't exactly pitch great on Tuesday night, but also when he left the game, we still opportunities to win it yep your boy Brigham came in the game yeah they go up the run you did up a run but again like at the end of the day the Mets lost this game four to one yeah you score four runs that's like usually kind of like the bare minimum of what you need to score to win a game so if you give up four that's like at that point it's really more so on the offense not showing up for sure and it's a little bit similar to what we're going to talk about from Thursday's game in a second but when you're a Mets team who's only gotten six innings from your starting pitchers I think five times so far this season you kind of have to ask these bullpen guys give you a little more a little more and Mm -hmm. when Jeff Brigham has to come out the second inning of work and face a lefty who is like a major league caliber hitter like Heimer Candelario. You only have so many weapons against that lefty. I mentioned the fact that he's been using that cutter. He debuted it on Sunday against the Giants as a weapon against lefties. He threw that one against Candelario. Couldn't get the call strike with it. Kind of sat at the top of the zone. Almost got him. And then he wound up throwing three sweepers basically in the exact same spot. And the third of those three, Candelario got his hands inside it and like just put it out. Was it was it swing and miss or ball on the first one? Because I remember we were going through the sequence last night. It was, I think the first one might have been a called strike, then a foul ball, and then the home run. Yeah, so it was like, yeah. he saw it, yeah. almost got it, now he got, got it. Yeah, which, it like, yeah, he ran out of pitches, he had to throw it. It's going to happen. I know. It's going to happen. It's, whatever. And Listen. It's okay. It's just still, it's still Jeff Brigham. The ERA is still like 1-5. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's the, okay. We don't get the full Brigham minute. No. Because, again, we did lose a series, so we got to be a little more yeah. relaxed. But Something else cool, though, happened this game. Eduardo Escobar had a nice hard hit triple against yep. a lefty. So the fact that Eduardo Escobar is like reacclimating now to this new role is kind of cool. The yep. fact that he can spell Brett Bailey against lefties and be a productive member of the offense is a very good thing. And we've always said, like, his right-handed swing, we like we love when he faced lefties last yeah. year. We're like, oh, righty-lefty. Like, he, he does hit the ball significantly better it seems like and we're kind of seemingly we'll talk we'll give all the flowers to Francisco Alvarez and Brett Bailey when we break down Thursday's game but the way that they're being used right now is kind of perfect where Bailey is playing most days a week except against lefties and Alvarez is becoming something of the starting catcher with Nito spelling him yeah. for those few days always a Sanga game and usually one more which yeah I mean it's it's a good way I think to ease these guys in to a yeah. role that they'll eventually be able to take over I think pretty easily totally and this this was brutal though we lost this game uh, on Wednesday nights. it was our first this this is the longest losing streak we've had since 2021. Dang. Do, what, do we even know? What was the losing streak? Do we know off the top of our head? I mean, I feel like it was probably, I think we probably had more than one that year, but I feel like that series against the Marlins in Miami probably Ooh. had a game lost before or after. Okay. It. Yeah. We got swept sense. in Miami. That ended like, you're, 
really kind of ended that season. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a little bit. And that kind of felt like what that was. Yeah, I mean, luckily we did have the Knicks to really kind yes, of totally make this a little us. bit less yeah. hurtful. We got to uh, see the Knicks move on to the Eastern Conference semifinals, right? Yep. Oh yeah. So shout out Knicks fans out there and real New York team. And we were hanging out at our our favorite bar in Midtown. Shout out Jack Dempsey's watching this game, and um, everyone kind of hung out because the Bucks were playing the Heat right after, and if the Heat would have won, they would have gone on too. And Jimmy Butler made a heroic play with no time on the clock after a 10-point comeback by the Heat and then a great overtime, and everyone's going ballistic except. watching this game. Yeah, except one great, one ridiculous guy at the bar, this old guy who wound up like learning his story. He works on Wall Street. He comes up to Midtown every single day after work to drink, and then he goes back at like midnight on the ferry all the way to like the, to the bottom of yeah, Tottenville, which is right next to Perth Amboy for all of, <laughs> everyone out there who knows like where Jersey and Staten Island stuff is. Crazy. And our bartender was like, he does this every single day. I can't believe it. And he, well, gambling talk, he had all his parlays that night had the bucks in them. Yeah. And he watched that game. All the Knicks fans were going crazy around him, screaming, cheering, celebrating. And this guy watched every single bet lose at once while he was like sad at the bar every single day and about to take a ferry back to Staten Island. For like two hours. Yeah. Two, a two hour commute, like 12, midnight. He, he probably got hung over on that commute back. It's so long. Yeah, that guy definitely seems like someone who'd probably have a flask on hand. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so that one made the loss a little bit better, at least in our eyes, because we could forget about it. Yeah. And going into game three, which we were at today, as you know, we're, we're filming this at City Field. Nice to be back at the stadium first yeah. time in a very long time we've been here well how many days has it been like 13 12 about yeah because it was that day game against the padres yeah it was a thursday so that was it feels yeah. like forever ago yeah that was forever ago it was it's, wednesday it was one it was wednesday yeah, yeah right it was the 12th april 12th so, so we're, oh 15 days and that was a day game too the 12th yeah. so we were out of here by like five six o'clock that that's day. when we got here today yeah oh my god it's ridiculous it's also just weird i was talking to some people in the office today that the mets had this long of a road trip this early in the season like i can't remember a time where we were this far out of city field this early on no i mean the mets I don't know now what the stat is, but before they started this series against the Nationals, they did play the least amount of games at home in Major League Baseball. Okay. I don't know where it stands now, but I'm sure they're probably still towards the bottom. Yeah, just a 10-day road trip. Yeah. It's, very, it's probably pretty rare for a team in April. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's talk about game three now. Joey Lucchese, Joey Fuego, friend of the podcast, of course, on the mound. Another just clap it up. Great start by Joey Lucchese. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't go to sixth. Couldn't finish it. I jinxed him. Yeah, James, put your hand up for that one because we were we were watching the game and we're like, is Joey Lucchese going to be the first guy to go six innings in Twice. two starts this yeah. year? And James was like, oh, he's got this. And like within minutes, he got yeah, taken the, out of the game. I think the next pitch was a single. Then the rally began. It was all over. But you still got to give Joey his flowers. For he, sure. There was a big, there was a little bit of a rally in the first inning. He threw over 20 pitches and he really settled in nicely. Gave us a chance to distance. He's been a godsend for what this rotation needs just because from where this 
team was in like the middle of January, early February, we've lost four out of the five pitchers we expected to be in this rotation. He's kind of taken like the Quintana role a little bit of like, it now feels like every five days we know we're going to get five out of him at least. Well, it's ironic. He's kind of taken the guy we saw on the other side tonight, Trevor Williams role, mm. where he just kind of came up and he's just going to pitch and he's going to pitch. He's not really going to strike anybody out. He's not really going to look great doing it, but he's going to get everyone out and he's going to keep you in the game every single time he's out there. 100%. Now we can talk about the offense because there yes. was no offense the first two games. Game three, the bats were alive. There were so many hits, and Brett Beatty giving us that home run in the fourth inning was huge. And we were joking about it when we were sitting watching the game, and his OPS was on the screen, and it, yeah, was, it was like, like five hundred, five or six hundred, something like that. And I was like, it's so crazy how when he hits a home run, like that will jump one hundred fifty points and yeah. it will look great. And if you look at his numbers now to end the game, at the end of the game, he was hitting after three hits, including a home run and a walk. Brett Bailey raised his batting average to three twenty one and his OPS to eight fifty one. Yeah, so like about two hundred point raise in batting average and almost over a three hundred point raise in OPS from one game where he got on base four times. No, it was really really good to see him hit like that. He looks really really comfortable at the plate. Yeah, like I think. The Brett Beatty we saw last year, we got sparks, right? We mm -hmm. saw like some some potential there. We saw the home run on his first at bat. Now Brett Beatty looks like a major league baseball player. And what did we tell you guys last episode? He's learning. You can see he had a big on base streak. Or I think he got on base seven out of eight games that he played in. Shout out Johnny Stats. Shout out Johnny Stats. This was his first three hit game of his career as well. And it's just it's getting closer and closer and closer. And today he just popped off. Yep. And he got on base four times. Yep. Four times. That's great. From the bottom of the order for this team, that's been very, very struggling at the bottom of the order. Yes, and to flip that over, they're over. Francisco Alvarez, too. We'll talk about him in a second. Francisco Lindor also got doubled down the line to extend our lead in, I think it was the fourth inning after the Bailey solo home run, his yep. 600th RBI of his career, as well as 600 first. So shout out Francisco for that. This was his first really big game in about a week. Yep. Definitely needed it. He had, I think he had four hard hit balls. He had three baseballs, if I'm yeah, saying. Three hard hit balls, two doubles, Man. two. I think he also had three balls to the warning track as well. Yes. In his five at bats. Yeah, yeah. We, it, a couple of those balls, remember that got hit, were like, how did that, that 102? one in the eighth yeah it was the eighth in, in the, the rally. eighth in the rally couldn't believe that ball didn't even get to the warning track because he smoked it he looked yeah. like he thought he crushed it too mm -hmm. but you look at this lineup in this game Nemo had four hard hit balls Marte had two Lindor had three Pete had three every single person in the lineup that had an at-bat had a hard hit baseball yep that's exactly what you want to do against the Nationals and a hit and it oh I didn't even notice that yes. everybody had a hit as well yeah I mean what do we have 16 hits I think on the night 16 Something 17 like hits and yeah that's why it got very it got very scary in this game in the middle innings because the Nationals did really storm back and make us get really scared and nervous the first time in the sixth inning as we alluded to before where Lucchese couldn't get through that sixth inning Tommy Hunter came in and I think that's just a function of the fact that this bullpen's really been pushed to the edge yeah, and been not, yeah not been a lot of length from starting pitching so you bring in Tommy Hunter to get out of a jam which is not necessarily his role and the Nationals did get a couple inherited runners home, but it was okay. We got through that, and then Lindor hit his second double. It re-extended the lead. Then we got to the eighth inning, and I said Tommy Hunter came in the sixth, and he was still out there in the eighth yeah. because we needed some length out of a guy in that bullpen, and it happened to be him, and then... It didn't it, work. It did not work at yeah, all. Yeah, we tried tried to get the length, tried to push it. You can see it. There's a bit. There's a big series coming up against the Atlanta, the yeah. Atlanta Braves, so you can kind of put Feel. the pieces together as to why this was happening and if he could have given us that third inning really would have been huge because then maybe you don't have to use Robertson yeah especially with Ottavino now on the paternity list like the bullpen is a little bit short-handed per se especially with like our high leverage guys it didn't end up working Brooks Raley came in I think hit a batter and then yeah. CJ Abrams came to the plate hand up 
this one's on this me. Big jinx by Mark. Uh, I at the beginning of the game, I just go, I don't think CJ Abrams is going to be pretty good, huh? I was like, he might just not be good. And even this at bad, I think you were like, oh yeah, like bottom of the order's coming up. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah no. And then I, and then I looked at you. I said, here it is. I did it. I, yeah. I called Stone Garrett was going to have a big game before we started. I was he like, had the huge warning track game. Oh, huge warning track game. He was sending out warning shots. He was letting everybody know. <laughs> like, I mean, the dude's absolutely yoked. And John, John had a cool little stat for us uh, that his dad was named nicknamed Rock. Yeah. And that's why he's nicknamed Stone. His dad gave him that nickname. So good, good uh, scoreboard work there, John. But yeah, CJ Abrams might be one of the hardest hit balls he's had in his career. Crushed it off Brooks Raley. Uh, five run, eighth inning. All of a sudden, we're down. But mm. this is a big narrative piece for us right here. We talked about this while it was happening. Yeah. Something happened when, you know, Lindor made an error that inning too. And it seemed like something clicked in the Mets hitter's head. You had the middle of the order coming up and they were like, we're not losing this game. Mm -hmm. We, whatever just happened, doesn't matter. We're going to pick everybody up. We're going to make a big difference. Starling Marte got that single. Lindor hit the one that we thought was gone. And then Peak smoked a huge double to then, tie the game And then up. Jeff McNeil hit a triple to take the lead. It really, it felt like what happened in the bottom of the eighth inning might've been the most encouraging moment of Mets baseball's entire year. Yeah. Because you were looking at, you were staring down at getting swept by the worst team in your division. You already lost four in a row. You're about to have lost five in a row with a four-game set against your arch rival, the Atlanta Braves, coming up. And they just said, we're absolutely not going to lose this game. No. There's, there's nothing you could do to make us lose this yeah, game. Yeah, that and was like that was a big moment of like, okay, these guys got it. Like, they, these guys can handle the situation. They can handle the pressure. Like, they, it seemed like they took the, the reins into their own hands a little bit there of like, uh, we're not losing, like you said. No, they said this is this is absolutely unacceptable. And we're not going to let it happen. And it was it was cool because it start, it was hot. Like that Marte hit was just a rope for a single yep. for a second pitch of the inning. Lindor came up there and it, it really everyone in the ballpark thought he hit a home run. It looked. I really think he thought it was fast. a home run yeah. too. And it was really and then Marte stole the base before that. And this was a cool thing because since he stole second, that ball was hit really hard. He waited. He tagged, got the third base, but just one out. Yeah. Which at the time when you're down one run, that's really important. Huge. We kind of blew it out of the water after that, so it didn't really matter as much. But everybody had their eyes on the prize there to try and do anything possible to win this game. Yep. And Jeff McNeil with that triple off the spot that I said earlier. Yeah. Like in the game, I was like, man, that new right field really hasn't like played much of a difference at all this year, it seems like. And Jeff McNeil hits it off the wall on a ball that could have been caught and I think might have been caught had the old dimensions been there. But because the wall is a little bit closer now, I think, uh, who was it, Lane Thomas in right field? I think he felt the wall a little bit close, kind of kind of just missed it. Didn't really seem like he knew where he was. It also like hit the top of the wall. So yeah. that would have been a really, really it crazy catch yeah. to make. But I'm saying without that wall, that could be one that like he runs and catches and then runs into the wall kind of thing. For sure. Another great stat here that John provided for us. That was the seventh career go-ahead hit by Jeff McNeil in the eighth inning or later in a game. Dude's a friggin' beast. He's clutch. And even like Jeff McNeil, where people were talking about him having not so good a season <laughs> the other day. He's now hitting 300 with an 833 OPS on the season. Dude, I've been getting tagged on so many things because I always say Ozzy Albies is so overrated. The most overrated player in baseball. He's blazing hot right now. Yeah, I know he's blazing hot. But that's because he's swinging the bat right-handed. Let him yeah. swing lefty all day and he doesn't do anything. But uh, I was getting tagged and like... You say uh, Albies is overrated and like putting his numbers next to McNeil's. And that was like from old numbers. It's like, look at Jeff McNeil's now. Oh, oh, yeah. he's back. He's back to being one of the best hitting contact hitting players in baseball. Also, a big thing that happened this game, we've mentioned a few times, was the fact that Bailey and Alvarez, one, were just in the lineup hitting eighth and ninth. And we talked about Bailey getting on base four times. Francisco Alvarez also got a base hit and drew a walk. Those First two walk guys, of the season. That's huge. Goes to getting on base six times from the eighth or ninth huge. spot. That's ridiculous. Ridiculously efficient ability to turn the lineup over. For spots that, relatively speaking, this year have been kind of automatic outs. Yes. So to be able to get any production and get elite production like we did tonight, 
you can see what it does to this entire lineup. It gets the wheels churning a little bit more. Brandon Nimmo comes up with guys on base. Starting Marte, Francisco Lindor. This is why they're able to score eight runs in a game, have 16 hits, is because the lineup is moving. And uh, six different guys in the lineup had an RBI. And it was every single hitter, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Every single guy had an RBI. And like, yeah, it's the Nationals. We know like they're still not one of the good teams in baseball by any means. But the fact that like they were able to get these bats going, coming up into a big series against the Braves when it did look really, really bad coming into tonight. Mm-hmm. And at points tonight, we got very worried. Yeah. Really, really like nice. I think like a little bit of a deep breath of like, okay, all right, they're good. They got this big series next. It's just, it's just kind of just cleanses the mind. Yes, for sure. You can go into this game tomorrow now feeling okay. Like what happened those last four days? That sucked. Yes, we wish, wish you were the one, yeah. other one of those games. Maybe in San Francisco, maybe at home against Nationals. You're in basically all of them. You really wish you would have gotten one of them, but you didn't. But you know what happened tonight? You you guys, you st- everyone stepped up, picked each other up, and you played, you had one of the best innings of the entire season. 100%. That's huge for the morale too, I think. That's like yeah. a game you come into the locker room and you're, you get, you're pumped with the boys. And the opposite of that, the same day the Braves actually blew a big lead in ninth inning. Yes, yeah. uh, A.J. Minter, who we will talk a little bit more about here, the Braves uh, roster in a second, but A.J. Minter has been falling apart at the seams, which has been... Uh, oh, things you hate to see. Yeah, things you hate to see. So, before we talk about the Braves series, of course, we have to, you know, do the estimate for this one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. John, I believe you're keeping track. Who won the estimate this week? Uh, Well, there are seven total bases between... Dominic Smith, who doubled. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, how, how could that not happen? It was a lock. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, between Dom, Pete Alonzo, and Mark Canna. Yeah. Uh, so James, James is the champion Victory. for this episode. I think that's, so, is that 4-2? I think it's 4-2. Yeah, 4-2, okay. All right, still within striking distance. I mean, look, last year there was like a six or seven yeah. game lead, if you yeah. would, and a great comeback, so yeah, keeping a close, Mark. I'm before, a fighter, I'm a fighter. That was before John started shaving points. <laughs> that never happened. There's no NBA uh, referee scandal here. Um, anyway, so now Hill. we move on to this Brave series. What were we saying, James? I said Johnny Hill. Johnny Donahue. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk about other sports right now, guys. Um, you know, you guys Aww. have your Knicks. I'm not a big Knick guy like that. I'm a, yeah, uh, you're a traitor. Self-proclaimed, that's fine. I'm not that's a, a big traitor. Mistake. I moved to Brooklyn. I have I have pride in my borough. Everyone knows, what team did you, everyone knows that the Nets are defined by Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also from New Jersey. What go. team did you root for before you moved to Brooklyn? So, all right. I texted my friend last night. Wait, you're from New Jersey. How do you yeah. feel about this hockey series then? That's see, oh, that's it's different. Up. It's different. It's different. It's different. I don't need to explain myself to you. It's different. Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I was a big Nick fan back in the day. Like, I texted my friend. He was like, yeah, cool. Did you see the game? I was like, yeah, man. But, like, it's not the same without Iman Shumpert around, you know? It's just You're like... Not, we have a like, manual quickly. That's how I feel. Yeah, but I don't Ten know. Ten times the player Iman Shumpert ever was. Whatever. It's I was, also crazy how much you love college basketball. You wouldn't, like, be invigorated by a major Nick series. The only thing you have is college basketball. Yes, but I also have the Rangers right now. And That's well, true. I That's, mean, for yeah. now I do. It's, yeah. you know, by the time Saturday rolls around, I probably won't Might be not more. be great, yeah. No. But um, anyway, I mean, maybe the Mets can keep uh, keep my mind off of that as the Braves come into town. But there's also some storms apparently coming into town. Mm. It's brewing a little bit. Yeah, so uh, a little precipitation in the forecast. So 
Here's the estimate for this week. Okay. Uh, we were going to do this, I think, last year for that last series in Atlanta yes. when they were thinking about moving it or there were all sorts of concoctions yeah. being thought of. I forgot about that. Then they just played the three games. I wish they didn't, but they did. It was great they didn't. <laughs> and um, there was no rain. But this weekend's all looking good. We got a 93% chance of rain on Saturday, 94 on Sunday. We'll see what happens. So I want you guys to tell me, how many innings of baseball will actually be played between the Mets and Braves this weekend? And keep in mind, if the Mets win, I guess that kind of shaves it. We'll count that ninth inning, obviously. It doesn't have to be a full inning. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. And if a game starts, just so there's rules, ground rules are set, if a game starts and it gets banged before the fifth inning, we are going to count those innings as being played. Oh, okay. yeah. interesting. Oh, I have my whiteboard in my backpack. I'm going to gather. Oh, I forgot the whiteboards. So if it gets bad, we're things. still counting the innings. And if, if it's an official game, we're not giving it nine. We're just giving it. No. Yeah. Eight. If it's a five inning game, then it's a you five a inning whiteboard? game. Yeah. Brought my whiteboard. Uh, I don't have a whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I left them upstairs. That's nah, all right. I all right I'll, I'll just I'll shout it out loud. I think all that's a right. good idea. Yeah. I'll, I like just, that. I'll just shout it. I'll James can write it. Okay. I mean, you're helping the audio guys. You know, the people. Yeah. Of course. Half the audience is just listening. I, I think a lot more than half. The audience. <laughs> more than half. We, we met someone. Oh, did he give us his name? He didn't give us his name. He didn't give us his name, but we met someone today. We were, we were sitting down in the third baseline, mm -hmm. and we just picked a random spot, sat down, and the guy sitting next to us, I think he was a, a, a man? I don't know. I don't, How, know. I don't know what his age was. I have no either. clue. I'm also not going to speculate. No, I'm not going to speculate <laughs> either, but you know who, are, who you are if you're listening to this. He didn't, when we sat down, he didn't say anything, but then me and James started talking like about baseball, as we do when we're at the games, and he immediately like turned and was like, I listen to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know who you guys are. I follow you on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. So it's very funny to think. Uh, we forget sometimes they don't know what we look like. Ooh. Oh, shout out Vito. Vito. Fancy. Okay, so we're going innings. Just innings played. In innings played. We'll That's Braves. Here, Round Vito. one. Uh, it's innings. Innings. Uh, let's go with... I've just had one from doing content stuff. So I knew I saw it today at my desk. I was like, I'm going to bring it. Hmm. Smart. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that I didn't bring mine down. Yeah, it should be. I am. And I have two. Wow. You're lucky I have an iPad. This is a great drawing. And a yeah. pencil. This, I'd, That's phenomenal. I'd play with this all day. I had played with that on I a would, flight to Hawaii and back. I would scribble. I'm a big doodler. I downloaded a coloring app and my fiance made fun oh, of me for that, it. No, that's awesome. Wow. I might get an iPad for that. <laughs> that's amazing. James, big color? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> John, are you a big colorer? I am. Really? I uh, I color in my boxes when I score the game, uh, and okay. I love keeping my pencil inside the lines what if, what when if I go we all the way around. Got a picture of each other, and we had to color somebody else. I'm in. I mean, how many different colors do we need to color pictures of each other? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's just stay in It's like line. beige and brown. <laughs> we all kind of. I look, got blue eyes. We all look basically the same. I got blue eyes. <laughs> We're the same person. You got your number, guy? I do with my number. All right, I got my number too. I'm trying to. I might try to be a little jerk with this one. All right, ready? ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Flip. For those of you at home, mine says 27. I did 31. Ooh. Mark's expecting the rain. I'm just, I'm thinking we're going to get three in. That's I'm really where I'm, I'm at. I'm expecting we're going to okay. try to play four. Okay. Because this, this is the only, the first of only two times. You are overreacting the, the to that. Braves. Are, no, I'm not overreacting because you, and if usually when you have a divisional game and you realize you're going to have more chances to make games up. This, this year with the new great MLB schedule, it's not going to happen anymore. It's only one more time the Braves are coming here. Yeah, but they're still coming here one more time. It's not like they're done. I know, but if they're coming here one more time, how many games can you conceive? Uh, one, maybe. Yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, That's why they can cancel it. 27. Lock it in. I kind of like where Mark's thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm doing I'm doing 31. Cause I really think you're going to try and get a fourth game in. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see what the weather does. And like we said, again, next time the Braves are coming here. It's in August. Is, August is 5th? It? No, no it's August a later. 11th, 12th, 13th. Ooh. Let's have a day soon. off before. Okay. The Braves don't. The Braves are in Pittsburgh before that trip. 
That might be a Sunday night baseball game, maybe. It's not. It's listed 140 right now. Could be yeah, flexed, but it could though. be flexed because the Pirates are playing good ball. Oh, no, no, no. The no. Pirate-Braves game is a Thursday. Oh, well, yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah. Sunday. Then, then well, the Braves come Braves to New York. Sunday. Oh, gotcha. The, that the Braves-Met game could be a Sunday we'll night game that weekend. definitely be a Sunday weekend. night baseball game. Probably should be. Probably. Yeah. I really, honestly, Hopefully. I really hope it's a Sunday yeah. night baseball game. That means... Well, that means we're doing Mets, Mets Up After Dark again. Hey. Hey, we can curse. <laughs> <laughs> Love Mets Up After Dark. Last year, we did so many Mets Up After Darks. This is only the first one this year, which well, this is, is the first. Fun. I mean, it is. I mean, it's like three weeks into the season as well, so... I guess, yeah. It's kind of part of it. But shall we shall we preview this Brave series? Yeah, we might as well. Also, I guess before we do Brave Series, just shout out the fact that New Patch. Yeah. New Patch looked amazing this new week. New Patch did look really yeah, good. Yeah, really cool that the team just totally quickly, like, efficiently responded to uh, concerns from fans. Yeah. Uh, the blue and orange definitely looks a and, lot better. And much tighter. A lot, much tighter, much smaller. Uh, fits the jersey a lot better. So yeah. shout out to New York Presbyterian for coming through and getting uh-huh. the fix. There you go. No no free ads, but I guess they're not. I mean, we work with the team. That's what I mean, so. yeah. yeah. Not, not a free ad. Yeah. It doesn't go to us, but. <laughs> no, it goes to somebody. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Braves here. Yeah. Uh, one of the best teams in baseball. Yep. You guys know them well. They are 17 and 8, I believe, is they the record are... that I have for them if it's updated on Baseball Savant. Yeah, maybe. I'm but sure uh, 17 and 8. They just blew a game against the... 17-9. Uh, 17-9, okay. Just blew a game against the Marlins tonight, which is great because, as we mentioned, A.J. Minter is falling apart, which is awesome to hear because their bullpen is definitely probably their shakiest thing on their entire team. Also, could you shout out to the fact that we beat the Marlins? I think it was two out of, out of five out of seven games, right? And now they're thirteen and thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> so they're 11, 11 and six against the rest. Eleven and no, I'm doing bad math right now. Eleven and eight against the rest of the league. I guess yeah. So they're a yeah. decent team. John yeah. called it. At what At what point are you going to say never? My favorite words. You I, were right. No, never. Oh my God, it's April twenty seventh. I understand <laughs> that. All I said is they're going to be plucky. It's all I said. And yeah. maybe win eighty games. That's all I said. <sighs> I heard you say they were going to be good. I, I never think I heard that check, too. check the text. I never said that. Check said, the tapes. I never said that. Check the tapes. No, I never said I that. I could name the model car we were in. <laughs> what was it? Tell me right now. It was the Nissan Boat. <laughs> no, and if I did, I don't think I'm wrong. So, Vito's a car guy. I mean, one. Are you the one that said the uh, Oakland A's would be better than the Nationals this year? Yeah, did. James did. Well, that's say not that. over. That's not over. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, over. not over. over. Uh, after well, what I've seen the last two weeks, I think it's Nationals we'll did we'll just see. take two from the Mets. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Long all way right. to go. But yeah, the it's April. <laughs> back to the Braves. <laughs> sure. Phillies were under 500 in June last year. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. Back to the Braves, though. Uh, their bullpen's definitely their weak spot. I think if there's anywhere you can attack them, yeah. that would be it. Although they do have some arms that are interesting, like Nick Anderson is interesting to me because yeah. he's probably still really good. And they have Kirby Yates, who's probably still pretty good, too. Nick Anderson has has not been great this year. He actually he was pitching very well, but he just had a blow-up, I think, earlier this week. Okay. But he's still striking guys out and not really walking anybody. Yeah. Uh, of course, we'll see the old man, the crypt keeper, Jesse Chavez. Uh, he's going to throw such an annoying inning. He's going to throw no only doubt. sliders and cutters. And Colin McHugh's going to shut us down for an inning, no doubt. But that being said... I think I, th- I think we're gonna be okay. Who are our pitching matchups? I guess we're getting four. So whoever yeah. didn't pitch today, I'm loading them up right now. Yeah, so. we got free tomorrow for the Braves, free which is tomorrow. always fun. We weirdly have hit Freed okay at times, but I feel like that's just Max Freed. He's having a phenomenal start to the year. He's uh, well, given up like a run, I think, in the, 15 uh, innings. The matchups listed right now on ESPN will be Friday night, 7 o'clock, City Field, David Peterson versus Max Freed. So, okay. battle of the lefties. Saturday afternoon, the Fox 4 p.m. game. One of the most fun game times to be in City Field yeah. by far. It's just nothing better than a 4 p.m. game. Tyler McGill versus everyone's favorite mustache, Spencer Strider. Loser. Um, and then Sunday, 140, Jose Budo versus Charlie Moore. In. And then Monday, one o'clock, Monday matinee. Weird series ending on a Monday. It happens very rarely, but it's going to happen twice in the next two weeks for the Mets. Jose Budo versus uh, Kodai Sanga versus Bryce Elder. I thought Max Scherzer was going to come in. 
Oh, I guess he probably should, right? Yeah, I think that I think was the whole thing was the suspension, Sunday, right? Or Monday? Sunday or Monday. Monday. But now what if one of those games get rained out? They didn't play a game. Does that mean he's no oh, longer eligible? Yeah, he can. Yeah. yeah, so he needs the games to be played because it. it is a game suspension, not a day suspension. Yeah, he's he's, yeah. he's not listed here. But I guess then he'll... Theoretically, probably can't list him yet because he's technically... He's still suspended. Still suspended. Yeah. So he's not technically on the roster yeah. right and now. And yeah, I would, I, would, I would like to see Max Scherzer because we're getting the Braves' three best starting pitchers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, tell me about Charlie Morton. Is he like back or is he he's just... He's not back, okay. but he's still fine. He's definitely... He's not the Charlie Morton of old. What's going on with Charlie Morton is that as he continues to age, his fastball keeps losing juice, which mm-hmm. is expected, but his curveball really is what's losing right now. He's okay. got less break and less spin than ever has in his career. He's still pitching fine. His ERA is in the twos. Like, yeah. He's definitely pitching. He's like outrunning his estimators. He's got a, a K rate that's lower than it has been like since he got good when that was like 2017 again when mm-hmm. that time he broke back out it was like a 35 year old that just happens to guys in the Houston Astros but he's someone who we probably could hit but he's still just he's still just a wily vet and obviously offensively speaking they mash yeah I can't yeah they what, mash what can we say about that Sean Murphy mashes Matt Olson mashes Ozzy Albies is mashing right now Austin Riley mashes Sam Hilliard a name you guys might not necessarily be familiar with came over from the Rockies was always like a very toolsy player yeah looks like he might have figured it out in Atlanta because of course he did He's mm-hmm. mashing, and Ronald Acuna Jr. is like so back, it's crazy. Ronald Acuna Jr. I think has 13 stolen bases already this season. Yeah, 13 for 15 this year. It's more He's than multiple teams. Walked almost more than he struck out this year. 15 walks to 17 strikeouts. Not necessarily hitting for like crazy power numbers just yet, but 1018 uh, OPS on the year. Uh, sign me up any day of the week. Yeah, we're also probably going to see a former friend, Kevin Pillar, in the series. He yes. has been getting a lot of run for the Braves as a corner outfielder, which is interesting, but they're making it work. And Vaughn Grissom, right? He's their shortstop again. Yeah, Stonehand Grissom. <laughs> Stonehand Grissom. He actually hasn't been a bad shortstop so far this season, and he's hitting, which he's always going to hit. But yeah, I feel like they're kind of working themselves to a point where they want to get him probably to an outfield, corner outfield spot. Probably, yeah. And Marcel Luzon is not really playing, so. Yeah, well, he stinks, and he shouldn't be in the league anyway. Yeah, yeah. As you guys know. Struggle bust, but. It's going to be a tough series. Braves are very, very good. I think this will be a really good test to see where the Mets line up right now. Just on, like, one, having a little bit of a weird skid that just happened. But we yeah. did have a good offensive game. And the Braves are one of the best teams in baseball. We knew this coming into the season. We expected these series to be big. It's kind of crazy because it's April. And like you said, with the new schedule, these games mean more now than ever. Mm-hmm. But it's it's an important series. This is also big because after this Brave series, the Mets go Detroit, Colorado, Cincinnati, Washington. That's a good stretch. So it gets light after this. So you really want to win a couple games against the Braves and really start to like bank those wins. This is like the exact opposite of last year. Yeah. It was like we had the easy going into the Braves. Yeah. Didn't do so well. No. And I think this series, especially Friday and Saturday, are going to be really, really, really important for David Peterson and Tyler McGill. Yes. Because those guys are each coming off probably their worst starts of the season. We really need length. The bullpen's really been taxed right now. Adam Avino is not going to be here. Justin Verlander is not here yet. Max Scherzer, there's, there's a good chance he doesn't get to pitch in the series because what we just mentioned about suspension, we need length out of those guys. We need effectiveness. And we need some efficiency. No, 100%. But I'm, I'm really excited. It's like good to have like some really, really meaningful baseball on April 28th to March. May 1st. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Super excited for the series. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else to talk about, is there? No, I think we got it. All, All right, these guys. nicknames that they were calling me online. Oh, oh yes, John. Good I was going to look him up, and I was like, you know what? John I want to hear him live. Johnny no. Vanity. Oh, no, John, you're going to love him. You're going to love <laughs> I'm him. They're sure. going to bring let's, back some memories. So shout him. out to Nadia FS Nadia. is her name, <laughs> I guess. Nadia, I guess. I don't know. Nadia. Uh, I listened 
every episode of the podcast since March 2021. <laughs> I really think it's the best Mets podcast out there. You think you know it's the best Mets podcast out there. Mark and James are very knowledgeable, entertaining, have great chemistry. John has also been a great addition. You guys should see his head right now. It's getting so big. And Estimate <laughs> is awesome. Speaking of Johnny stats, it would be fun to go back and make a list of every single nickname Mark and James have lovingly given John over the last few months. And there's a ton. Get it started with the classic Johnny stats. That was the first one ever given. Johnny yeah. Jamaica, a little more new. <laughs> Johnny numbers. Johnny linens. Mm, that's Johnny, a good one. That's a good one. Johnny, Italy. Johnny cuts. When he was getting the haircuts, yeah, Johnny, Johnny cuts, cuts. Uh. Johnny threads. That was also, I think, with the linen shirt as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got Johnny frats because frats star, of course. Yeah, Johnny Greek is part of that as well. Yeah, Johnny buns. That was with the rally bun. Oh yeah, remember the rally thing. bun? Remember I ate that thing? You yeah. Did oh, you did that. eat that. That's yeah. disgusting. Save the season. Johnny gluten. I think that was also with the <laughs> bun. Johnny facts. Johnny Kirkjian. Johnny Lentils. <laughs> Johnny Lentils, I remember. Yeah. I don't remember Kirkjian, but... Okay. Johnny Optimism. <laughs> well, that, that's, 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 that's irony. What the, you guys yeah. call me that. John, Johnny Words. <laughs> Johnny Words. Johnny Lasagna. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Napkins. What? Johnny Buckner. Oh, Johnny wow. Five Hole. Yeah, mm. there's there's more. Oh, no, that's that's keep... a cheap shot. I mean, I don't know. You you, you went five hold on t- cable television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I wish Ildemiro Vargas was still a national. He was short hopping me all damn all damn day. Even piece of your mind. Yeah, but he's gone now. Johnny balls, Johnny scampers, uh-huh. Johnny long legs, Johnny vulgarity. <laughs> this really goes on. Johnny fairweather, Johnny nope. truffles. Johnny fairweather. I guess I am a fairweather. That's I, yeah. I like Johnny truffles. Johnny truffles was a good one. Johnny mm. Bahama. Yeah. Johnny Daps, of course. Johnny Brooklyn, Johnny Hats, Johnny Lids, Johnny Brackets, Johnny Makeup, Johnny Blush, and that's it. Thanks for providing consistent entertainment after every series. Nadia FS, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And guys, keep giving us more reviews. We'll shout out any ones that make us laugh. Especially especially ones that make fun of John. Yeah, we, we encourage him. But, yeah. uh, I do want to add in Johnny Locks from when he put the locks. Johnny Locks. Oh, that's a big yeah, miss by classic, Nadia. Yeah. Nadia, come L-O-X, on. That's, like, that's my persona, Smoke yeah. Salmon. That's so what much. I do. I'll <laughs> still never forget the day at Old Timers Day, getting ready to interview everyone, and they have the breakfast spread out, oh and God. we're wrapping up. And John, I've never <laughs> seen so much locks on a plate or in someone's mouth in my life. I, I think John did the thing where he had a fork each in his right hand and his left hand, <laughs> and so he would eat as much smoked salmon as possible in as little time. <laughs> big cheeks uh, on that one. So yeah. Johnny oh, Locks can't forget that one. Uh, Cranepool went home hungry that day. Cranepool, <laughs> <laughs> well. that's your forever, man. <laughs> Legendary. Oh, Don but guys, Le- Don LaGreca. thank you so much for listening and watching this episode. We're having some fun. It's it's messed up at night. We messed can curse. Up, messed up after dark. <laughs> messed up after dark. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Follow us on all our social media at Messed Up, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel to see the YouTube versions. You heard about where to listen to us already. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. Follow me at Giraffe Mark with a C. Thank you guys for listening and watching. And we'll catch you after the Brave series, hopefully for like a really positive one. That would be great. Or at least a neutral one. Or yeah. Yeah, neutral. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys next time.